I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting, the fiber arts, and how awesome it is. Before we delve into this week's topics, let's share what we're working on today. Drea? A chemi shawl. Jeans. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. I did it. Okay, but real talk, I finished the desk. It's like finally cured we have not brought it upstairs yet because there have been things happening in the last week it pictures just gives it more time to you know smell nice well that polyurethane and say, stain smell has finally that, dissipated you so know? i'm pretty stoked but <laughs> since i have finished with the desk i have picked up my knitting again i feel great about it i am like jamming away on this thing i'm pretty stoked back in the groove yeah Yay. i clearly needed to get the hyperfixation out of my system so that i can sometimes you gotta yeah so i could come back to to my first love knitting What's jeans jeans <laughs> meg um i'm still working on calliope by melissa clulo and i am very close to splitting for the sleeves yeah and i really hate how when you right before you split for the sleeves you're like this sweater looks huge this is never going to fit me. I know. I hate that feeling. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm going to have to rip this whole thing out. No. There's no way it's going to fit. And beautiful. forgetting that, that yeah, the sleeves are going to take off like kinda, yeah. a ton of it. This is, it's so good though. Your stitch work Thank is you. really good. Oh, thanks. So neat. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, and I'm knitting it out of um, Critical Hit Dies Wizard in Etherealness and also uh, our new yarn, Mystic. Uh, which is a mohair silk, also in etherealness. Tina? Well, I have exciting news to share. What do you got? I finally picked something to do for the goddamn make-along. Applause <laughs> 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 for myself. Uh, you didn't tell me that. I'm excited. What are you doing? I, I literally picked it right before I got into the car to drop my kids off so I could come record. Um, it is called Tea in the Tropics, and it is by Emma Davies. And I'm going to show you a picture. I want to see it. It is a pineapple. Oh, my God. But it is a really nice pineapple. That is such a nice pineapple. That is really cute. I saw a lot of different pineapple ones, but this one is like the bougie one. Okay, so if I finish my snail, I'm going to make one, too. Yeah, this is... I was like, yeah, I like that. What weight is it? It is DK. Or no, lies. I lie. Oh, no, it is DK. I'm so confused. It says yarn weight is Aaron, but then the suggested yarn is a DK. So it's DK. Okay. Probably could do could do either, Probably depending on the size of the teapot. I guess I'll have to do a gauge swatch. <laughs> Maybe you will, but I won't. <laughs> I arranged that. It's fair. Other than that, I haven't started it yet because um, I didn't have enough time to wind. I do have the yarn. I just don't um, didn't have time to wind the yarn before I got here. So I still have my Ingles sweater. Who knows? Maybe this last half inch will get done tonight. Giant. It has been sitting here. Like, I feel like I get like five stitches done and then I have to put it down. So, um, but I am excited for finally picking something for the cozy. Yay. Yay. How about you, Jess? I mean, well, right now I'm trying to skein up 
some yarn so that's not cooperating with me but then i'm going to be working on my flower basket teapot um which is just a random pattern by sugar and cream yarn that i found so i will do that as soon as i figure out how to tie this where i want it uh or get more information about part of my stash in general be sure to check out our website at partofmystash.com for info pics patterns and yarns all right, for this week's episode, we were looking back and realized we haven't done a Q&A session for a while, so we decided to ask you all some things you might have wanted to know more about or that, you know, we could uh, uh, talk about that maybe wouldn't go inside a full episode, and we decided we're going to answer some of your questions. Q&A. All right. So... I got the questions. Drea, since, yeah, <laughs> since you have our uh, Instagram access, you do have the questions, so... Let's let's begin. What's a good give us a good first one? Jordan Rayhoff asks, "What is your crafting wet dream?" Can we ask that? Oh <laughs> my god! That's what we're starting with that's the beginning. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, well, I I I don't know in, if I can relate. In parentheses, <laughs> in parentheses, pattern, event, yarn, meeting, designer, etc. Oh, okay. What are you really excited for in the yarn world is what I'm going to take that as. But I wanted to read the full question because it made me giggle. <laughs> I think it made the table giggle. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan Rehoff. <laughs> Actually, I could say one, and I think everybody would, at this table would agree with, which, with what I'm about to say, mm -hmm. is if like a huge festival, like something like a Rhinebeck or a New England Fiber Fest asked Pardon My Stash to be there. Like, I think that would be really cool. I would be like, whoa. I feel like that's one of our dreams right now. Yeah. That, that would be pretty balls. That we're, that we're cool enough to be wanted, <laughs> to be asked to be somewhere. Like, I, yeah, I think, I think that would be really awesome. I think it would extend, uh, really say something for all the work that we put into this podcast. <laughs> and, I think it would be really cool to meet Cookie A. She makes all these awesome, like. She comes to Rhinebeck, doesn't patterns. she? I have no idea. I could have sworn. But I do love Cookie A's patterns, and I think it would be amazing to meet her. I also think that I want to meet. Uh, I also think it would be cool to meet uh, Crystal Nyberg, who designed the Sunday Swing Socks. <laughs> You would. I Crystal, would. Crystal, if you're out there, you have a number one fan. I am the number one fan. <laughs> I, no, I really I wish we had a tally of how many pairs you've made. Like, I, I really wish, wish we that knew. we had a tally for how many times I have mentioned Sunday Swing on this podcast. I mean, we could get that. That's something we could do. I don't know if we could actually come up with the full number of how many Sunday Swings you've done. True. Probably not, because I've gifted pretty much you've all of them. You've gifted a lot of them, yeah. exactly. Don't tempt me with a good time. I will make a mix-up of you saying Sunday Swing Socks. I know you will. Sunday, Sunday, will. Sunday Swing. Yeah, I will make it into a song. Oh. I will totally make that into a song every time you've said that. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. I'll, I'll start saying it in a fun way for you. <laughs> Get different tempos. Sunday that. swing sucks. <laughs> oh my god. There's the chorus. <laughs> oh, that's funny. This Jeff says, how slash why do y'all choose a pattern? It needs to speak to me. I agree. For I weeks. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> 
a process. It is a process. I need to keep coming back to it and deciding if I have the same or similar um, drive to do it after looking at it a few times. Yeah, I will. I'll put something. I'll agree with that. I'll put something into my queue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will return to it most likely six to eight months later because I'll forget about it. And then I'll go. I'll look at it and go, oh, I still like that. And then. then yep. I know. It's See, I feel like I'm the complete opposite because I put a whole bunch of stuff in my queue or in my um, saved patterns. Sometimes I'll even buy a pattern. And then I will let it sit and then I'll come back to it. And I'll be like, nope, you're not the one. Yep. You're not the one. I don't know why I liked you, but you're not it. The feeling is over. So I, I think a lot of my patterns I choose spontaneously. That makes sense with you. That tracks. Yeah. Because if I spend too much time looking for the perfect pattern, I'm not going to find the perfect pattern. So I will find something that looks fun. Usually something that's going to keep my attention. Um, usually something with cables. <laughs> and then I just go from there. Skin it up, cast it on. I'm going to make that a shirt. <laughs> it sounded like you said skin it up and I got really Yikes. grossed out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to make that a shirt. <laughs> Well, you could. You could have a little skein winder. Yeah. 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 Make sure you put yarn, because then people like me won't be freaked out. (laughs) Skein it up. Thank you. Thank you. They got to be wearing a cowboy hat while riding a sheep. Oh, put the skein on a sheep. It sounds like a rodeo. Skein it up and pass it on. Round them up, rodeo. It's rounding up a needle, and it's like running away. Oh, my God. (laughs) Meg, how do you choose a pattern? I go in the reverse order. I pick the yarn first. Very good. I decide what I want to work with. Um, if there's something in my in my stash that's really nagging at me, something I want to cast on, that's how I actually how I started. I got this sweater. Um, I really knew I wanted to work with these two yarns, um, so I started by going through my my favorites and seeing if there was anything in there that fit the bill. And narrow it down that way. I usually start with the yarn, not with the pattern. Sometimes it's the other way around, but usually I do start with the yarn. That is fair. I'm like 50-50. I think sometimes I do that where I have I have yarn that I want to either get out of my stash or mm-hmm. just like use. You just want to use it. Um, and then the, there will be times. It's usually that I see someone posting like a new pattern that they've put out. Um or I, I don't usually go like sifting through like a Ravelry or an Etsy and then like randomly find myself upon it. It's usually that someone's advertising that like, hey, I made this pattern and check it out. Um, and then in the past, I used to pick stuff based on like, I would be like, what can I make that looks really complicated that isn't actually that complicated? <laughs> now I feel like I'm le- like that. I feel like that's what this angle sweater. <laughs> The color, like for me, it's like the color work was really interesting, and now I'm just in stocknet land, and I'm like, I can't. Um, but I feel like um, I feel like now I'm like I look at things and I want something that's a little bit more intriguing. I feel like I'm falling down the Jess hole at this point. I'm like, 
yeah, I starting think to go that way. Mind space plays a lot into that too, because it's like, am I feeling like something that I actually have to sit and look at a chart and mm. pay attention to, mm-hmm. or you know what, am I just feeling like mindless stocking it for hours and hours while I watch TV? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that plays a big part of it too. What what is the goal? Like, what do you want to be doing most of the time while you're doing this project? Is it your on the go project so you can just kind of tuck it in your bag? So maybe don't make that a blanket right yeah (laughs) but but if you're also sitting on the couch and you're watching a really good show maybe you don't want to be making a color work sweater yeah because sometimes i'll want to work on one of my machines Mm -hmm. and obviously i have to be standing for that and it's really difficult to kind of like watch anything when i'm doing that yeah right um so i have to be in a certain mood for that and then honestly what i end up making are like scrunchies or like headbands or like something small and easy <clears throat> that I can like turn into an on the go project. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like, I find that if I'm picking a pattern, it's ending up um, something that I do want to look at. It's not, it's not my easy project. Cause at this point I'm, if I'm doing a hat or something, I'm not really looking unless it's somebody else's hat that I really like. I'm, if I'm just going to do a stock knit hat, I'm like, no, I got this. I think I got this. <laughs> Couldn't knit that one with your eyes closed. I, yeah. At this point. I've done a lot of hats at this point. <laughs> Sometimes I just start with an idea and then I have to find all the pieces to make it happen. <laughs> no, but see, that's the most hilarious thing because she'll just be like, We totally won't be talking about anything related to knitting. And then all of a sudden she'll be like, okay, so hear me out. (laughs) And I know it's going to be good. And it will be something like so wild and a color combination that doesn't make sense. Or like a sweater that I've like never envisioned. Or like the one you're trying to bribe me about, like with your mom. Oh, yeah. Or she was like, okay, hear me out. And she gave me this look and she wants me to dye some yarn that I hate dying. Absolute <laughs> colorway, I hate dying. And she's like, but I want to use it for this. And it would look so pretty. So yep. that's so some, usually some... how our conversations go. <gasps> yeah. And, and I'll be thinking about them for a while. And then suddenly when the pieces click, I'm like, oh, it just blurts out. I'm sorry. Because I know sometimes. <laughs> We're in the I... grocery store. And she's <laughs> like, okay, so. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. <laughs> It's like, okay, it's go time. It's, it's really shouldn't be go time, but that's what my brain tells me. <laughs> Ambi Marie Knits asks, when did you decide that knitting slash yarn was your jam? Like, when did it finally feel like home? First off, I really love the fact that it's knitting yarn. Like, yeah. knitting slash yarn. Like Both of those things. things. I know, things. and I appreciate that on a visceral level. Um... Honestly, I want to say those two things clicked for me like about the same time. Four years, five years at the time. Still in the garter stitch phase. (laughs) Um, And I I really wasn't enjoying it. I was kind of, you know, I was doing it just to have something to do. Following a friend of mine, uh, Joy uh, of Fabulosity Yarn. She lives out west. And she does hand-spun hand dyed yarns and she started oh god her yarns are gorgeous like they're all done small batches she she does her own spinning um sometimes she does dyeing she has a lot of natural dyeing or at least she used to um and her yarns were gorgeous and you know they were small batch so you 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 know couldn't do like a whole sweater or anything but i was definitely not in a sweater stage at that point 
And I don't know what it was. I was looking at her yarns and it's just something clicked. And I'm like, I want to make stuff with that yarn. Like <laughs> I'd, I'd at that point I'd been buying mostly like big box yarn or, or borrowing yarn from like what was my grandma's old stash. And my grandmother knit like exclusively with, I think her favorite was Red Heart. But I saw these gorgeous like hand spun yarns and I had never considered like, I'd, I'd never gone to a local yarn store. I never, I didn't know. I don't think if I even knew yarn stores existed, like outside mm. of like big box stores, but they were just so beautiful. And it was, it was like, I fell in love with the yarn and I fell in love with the idea of knitting that yarn. And I, I bought two skeins from her to make a, a garter stitch scarf with them. And they were just so nice. Like the feel of them was so nice and they knit up so beautifully. They were like this gorgeous variegated, like turquoise and, and tan to deep Navy, like just gorgeous yarns. And I think it, it kind of like made me realize that it wasn't even just about the finished product. Like it was about the process. I was really enjoying the process. I was enjoying buying yarn from somebody that I, I really liked as a person I was supporting an artist and I was really enjoying the actual like experience of knitting with the yarn. I agree with the, with it being, um, being on board with the process Mm. and for all that I was knitting before I actually did it. I want to say that I knew that knitting was my jam like forever after I turned my first heel. Oh, that's a moment. Yeah. I remember that, too. I remember when you turned your first heel because I was like, I can't do that. And you're like, no, you totally can. It's not hard. You can do it. It wasn't hard. But it looks so hard. It looks so daunting. Yeah. All those steps. It looks intimidating. But I think that going through the process of seeing how it's done and doing it with my own hands and knowing that it was something that I could not only learn but do and do well, I was like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is for me. I am good at this. I will continue to do this. I like it. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say I could crochet dragons. <laughs> Very good. That's fair. Say. That was the moment. That was the Dragon moment. Dragon manes. And dragons. I still have that one for Katarina. Yeah. It's so cute. I put that dragon next to um, my mother-in-law's. She has these like brand of bears that are very like yeah. oh yeah. nostalgic and old and yeah. like I'm like no that these these don't get touched. It's, it's like, like those are those are spread. those get passed down. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I operated for a long time like blind. Like I thought I knew what I was doing and I didn't. <laughs> I look, that's it. That's everybody. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like I was looking. Like I remember. Like I would make a project and it would be totally off. But I was like, eh, it's done. But then like I wouldn't feel. I didn't feel like a hundred percent about any of it. And then I think for me, it was when I when I fe- felt like I finally like could call myself a knitter, like a good one, was when I did the Orchard House shawl. Because that one for me was technically very complicated. Um, it was challenging. It, it was, was something new for you. Yeah. And I didn't think um, there was a lot to it. And I didn't think um, honestly that I was even going to do it right. And then when it came out right and it came out good, I was like, oh my God, what? I think I know what I'm doing now. And that's probably after that. And that was actually um, probably. 
maybe a year or or closer. No, it was closer. I think that was right before I came back up. Yeah. Because at that point, it was interesting because I had done um, in North Carolina, I was like a part of different groups and stuff. And I was working on stuff, but it was just it never I didn't feel like I was making something that was really good like like worthwhile you know because i would because there were people they have uh, in the raleigh area shout out to raleigh there are amazing fiber artists of all different kinds they have there's just people down there that can do amazing things and i would see the stuff that they were making and i was like wow i don't even know how to do that (laughs) that's crazy mo and then then like um now I look back on that and I go like wait I know exactly how they did that and like I could if I wanted to do that I could do that now like I feel comfortable with it yeah and I think maybe it's that feeling of I think I can do any stitch as long as I can like see it once yeah you know that feeling see it, practice it yeah I feel Just... like at that point like it, it when you get to the point where you're like there's no like hill that you can't given conquer enough time. given enough time you could do it it's just a matter of like understanding the new technique or something which is cool that's actually really good advice for uh shakes without coffee who gave us a question saying uh knitting struggles and learning new things or techniques because she's trying brioche now and she's having a tough time with it brioche is like a completely different muscle memory yeah it's it is a it is knitting, but it's different. You have this whole extra step that you need to do in between your knitting, and it feels weird. You feel like you're making a mistake. Yes. <laughs> but if you want some really good videos uh, to see how the brioche stitch is is done and uh, uh, like done well and explained well Stephen West has really good videos for brioche yeah and that's where I learned how to do brioche yeah I mean that's a that's honestly his I would say his staple he has it in almost every one of his shawls there's some kind of brioche he does use it pretty often just keep looking at it and you will get it it's just you gotta train no that is true though that is true like once you see what it's doing I find that it's a lot easier to implement it and I'm a, I'm a visual learner and definitely like look at a video don't look at like pictures trying to show you steps oh god no the, i don't know why but the pictures never make sense to me same it's like reading an ikea instruction guide i'm like i have yeah. no idea what's going on i need to physically see it move mm-hmm. <laughs> mom of the devil says what is your most chaotic i will never knit again project and why do you also kind of love it that's an interesting question. That actually is a really interesting question. Hmm. Halloween. Yeah, that's oh. fair. Yeah, that's legit. Honestly, I feel like I wouldn't have have as much of a hate relationship with it if I hadn't have had to pull back that entire lace section. Because that that section was tough. But um, and I had to do it twice. Um, but it, it is, it was a very fun pattern. I enjoyed doing it. Like it had very cool stitches um, and a cool construction, like, it, and it, like I said, everything was different, but a couple of sections were very long. And by the time I was done, I was like, yeah, I'm good with those. I'm good. <laughs> uh, the Branwin shawl mm. that I did, the blue one. Is that the one you had to overdye? It's the one that I overdyed. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful shawl. I love it. 
but it was such an involved pattern that I don't think that I would have the patience or the mental stamina to go back and, and want to do it again. I love how it came out. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful pattern. And it's a joy to have in my collection, but I don't think that I would want to do it again. Um, it's a one and done. One and done. I want to shout out to my Raleigh people again because back in 2019 into 2020, so this a is long time as ago. the pandemic was happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so down in Raleigh, they have Carolina Fiberfest. Yep, and they usually do some kind of knit along so that you can get this pin at the festival if you do it in time for the festival like you have to show your finished uh project and then you get a pin does it have to be finished and blocked yeah like finish finished so that's rough no the, the sleeve on the way up <laughs> pretty much <laughs> uh so i was sitting there and um the they had the option the knitted option was called the tiger owl cowl and I think I felt the shudder from every single person in Raleigh that just heard me say that. Um, so the reason why there's a shudder with it, it's it's actually really cool looking. It looks like a tiger. It's supposed to look like a tiger on one side and an owl on another. Oh, that is cool. I think I've seen that before. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's several oh, years old at this point. That is neat. So here's the fun part. It's a terrible pattern. It is horrible. It's horrendous. Horrendous. It looks so cool, though. The whole time, I remember our knit group was sitting, like, we'd meet um, on the weekend, and there was, like, 20-plus people there, and everyone would be lamenting about how terrible this pattern was. It was just, they they had essentially a, there was, like, a form of a noop, but it wasn't a noop for the eyes, and it was annoying as heck. It was like you had, so, oh, now I remember. There was like four yarn overs to make the eyes, and then you had to like pearl into them, into those yarn overs on the next row. And the problem was, is everybody kept dropping their yarn overs. So you would just see people like ripping it out, being like, I already screwed up. I got to go back two rows. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so I did that with an angry, uh, angry fury, and um, then the pandemic hit. And I lost, so to, we couldn't go to the the Fiber Fest because the Fiber Fest was in March mm-hmm. of 2020. Um, so, so they, you so even they canceled them. it, <laughs> and then they were like, "Okay, well, if you finished it, you could like you could like send us a picture." Oh my god, that's we'll awful! Send you a and everyone was like, "We could have just all worked on the same one and taken it in different angles." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh I, I just, but at the same time, I don't actually. I think I ended up giving it to my goddaughter because I just couldn't like. You couldn't even stomach it. Anymore. I didn't even want it in yeah. my. I was like, I was like here, I, but I, I do as you saw yeah. it. It is a really it's cool lovely, yeah. looking cowl, but like it was just every time I looked at it, I just remember sitting there like in my house quarantining from the pandemic and just angrily like texting back all of my friends in a group chat like this stupid cowl thing (laughs) (laughs) and that's all the time we have for this week for additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast be sure to check out our website at pardonmystash.com and remember to tune in next week for more tips nits and wits at Pardon my stash. 